Welcome back. Hi guys, welcome back to our second episode. Second episode, twenty six listens, right? We have 20 we have twenty six listeners, listens. and we love you all. So welcome <laughs> back to One Glass at a Time podcast, a podcast of love, life, work, anything you might think of. All the things. Um, things that are basically in our head. So we realized we didn't really introduce ourselves the first time. We were a little quick to dive in. We just, we really went with it. So again, to our, I mean, yes, naturally, naturally. Um, So again, to the 26 of you that listened, we, we appreciate it. And we're so thankful. So thankful that you're coming back again. Before we get into what we're going to talk about today, we are drinking another lovely wine, courtesy of Tim's Wine Market. Um, And it is a beautiful French Bordeaux from 2011. I'm going to butcher this. It's a Lestrac Medoc. It's delicious. It's delicious. That's all that matters, really. It is 60% Merlot, 35% Cab Sauve, and 5% Petit Verdot. Verdot? Verdot? Someone's going to correct me. We can go ask JP. But it's delicious. Uh, we are we are very much enjoying this. Very much so. Um, so let's kick it off, I guess. What do, what do we... Well, you know, guys, we were we were really excited to jump in last week or two weeks ago or whenever we kicked off that first episode. <laughs> I think it was only two weeks ago. We I think really it was two weeks ago. Been... We know we haven't been consistent. Okay, guys, we're we just getting though. started. Give us a break. Um, but we didn't really introduce ourselves. Okay. Uh, people, I mean, listen, you guys that are listening, you know who we are, but like assuming that we get famous one day. Um, this is Gabby talking. <laughs> this is my voice. Learn my voice. Follow my voice. You have a very soothing voice. I've been told I have a great face for podcasts. I have listened to myself and I'm not happy. I feel like I sound a little mannish. You don't sound like a man. Oh, I think that's subject to debate. But uh, I'm Alicia. This is my my lovely mannish voice. Um, We're coming to you live from Alicia's living room. Yes, coming from, live from the living room studio, having random photos pop up on our TV um, while we record this. Because last time we had music playing in the background, and we recognized that wasn't the best atmosphere for you our listeners. You heard everything. So we're trying to be a little bit more respectful of your listening experience this time around. So I'll, ta- I'll I guess I'll start. Um, so a little bit about me. I am 35. I'm a lawyer. That's the boring part of it. Um, I've had quite a life. I think the, the best teaser, and most of you guys already know this, is just uh, the fact that I was not brought up the typical way. I was found on a doorstep. That's the story that I was told as a little girl that my mom found me on a doorstep uh, in Peru and brought me into the United States to be her kid. Um, I've had lots of ups and downs and left turns and right turns, and we're gonna talk about all of those. Those are all gonna be like different subject areas. Love, loss, divorce. Marriage. Marriage, dating, traveling. Health. Self-image. These are just lists of topics, so I don't wanna delve too deep into that, but there's definitely a story there. I really love traveling right now. It's not, you can't do it. So, um, but I do love traveling. That's one of the big things I love to do. I like to read, and on my spare time, I hang out with you. I just, yeah, this you. is pretty much 
what we've done really is just taken the spare time that we uh, spend together and just decided to record it. Right. Right before we started this, we were in the middle of watching Coyote Ugly. And so we're going to, once we stop this, finish the movie. And then watch the Emmys. And watch the Emmys. And see how that goes. Um, So jumping back to me, I'm Gabby. I am 30. Uh, I work in the events industry. Not a great industry to be in at the moment, but... uh, hoping that we will recover sooner rather than later um I'm married I'm coming up on my two-year wedding anniversary uh which is exciting and you know it have been through my fair share of things in life as well and I think we've just throughout our friendship been there for each other and felt like we maybe had a voice to share with other people um and you know we're not influencers yet um (laughs) maybe one day, but, um, I think we really just wanted to start this podcast as a way to, you know, bring perspective to our friends and listeners and because we will have listeners more than 26, more than 26 listeners, um, one day, but just as real voices out there to, to be relatable and to, you know, bring our perspective and hopefully if I can help one person, if I can, you know, impact one person's life through this, I think I'll be pretty happy. And I agree. I think that not to knock anyone who does just podcasting because Hey, we listen, we're fans. We are fans. We are super fans. Big time fans of a lot of podcasts. Um, Once, you know, once we get there, maybe we'll name them. (laughs) But right. I mean, like, I think that there's not a lot of podcasts out there that have people who are doing other things day to day and kind of using this almost not like therapeutic, but for people to hear about, I guess, quote unquote, normal people out day to day, millennials, whatever age group to sit there and talk about real topics and how it affects them. Not just mm-hmm. dating podcasts. There's a lot of dating podcasts Oh, yeah. Out a there. ton. So this is not just going to be a dating podcast. Right. We're going to cover like, a lot. We just kicked it off with dating. Right. And there's going to be so many different topics that people want to hear about, whether that ranges to gender roles, whether that deals with self-image and getting yourself back to a healthy mindset inside and out, which... I have a lot to say about that. Right. Mediums and psychics and oh yeah, we're go- we're going there and we're gonna dive in supernatural to the left also and do religion because that's a big thing as well for sure. Um, we'll probably just... work in some crime. I mean, because oh, okay. how can we Always not? Always crime. Always crime. How can we not? And we're also gonna give you updates about our favorite shows because finally they're coming back. They are finally coming back. So in case uh, people are listening that don't know us, we're like the biggest Grey's Anatomy fans in the world. And that's coming back in November, and The Bachelorette is getting ready to come back. So we'll be sure to work in some of our reviews of our favorite right. TV shows right. for your listening pleasure. Um, but today, I think we wanted to kick it off. We know we, I don't know if we really left on a cliff, cliffhanger, but um, you know, just some quarantine dating updates from Alicia because she is the only one that's going to have those updates in this partnership. I mean. You- <laughs> You don't have quarantine dating, but you have quarantine life. You have, I have quarantine at, marriage. Yeah, you have quarantine marriage at home and see how, you know, whatever weird story you want to have or, <laughs> or whatever. I don't want to be the oh, wait, only wait, wait. one. I do. Okay, I feel like I have to share this story. Do I know this story? Yes, because it literally happened yesterday. And I don't know why I still find it so funny. It makes me want to cry. So yesterday morning we were getting ready for our day. 
And my husband was putting on his shoes and he, I could hear him from the other room. And he's like, I don't think these are my socks. And I go and I look and I see them like, he wears like tall boots. And so his socks are hanging out the top of the boot and they're my socks. They're my like wintertime, like cute knitted socks. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, yeah, no, those are mine. And he was like, oh, okay. I turn around and left the room. I figured he changed his socks. So fast forward like 12 hours and we're at a friend's house last night getting ready to, I mean, we had been there for a few hours drinking and he, he's like, let's go. And he's putting his shoes back on and I realize he's putting back on my socks. He wore them the entire time. them all day. I just remember looking over and you were dying, laughing, crying. I was crying because I had no idea. I really thought he changed. And he was like, no, they were pretty comfy. And I'm like, dude, you can't just take my socks. But you know what? This is not the first time I've heard that men find the things that we wear a little bit more comfortable. Oh, yeah. 100%. Has he ever tried on your underwear? No, not my underwear. My shirts. He has put on my shirts. Your shirts. Yes, and, and then I get mad because more... he stretches them out. Oh, well, yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> but does he find them more comfortable? The material I don't know. That... He does it in a way that's like he'll come out in the morning and be like, I think I grabbed the wrong shirt. Like, he's trying to be funny. And it is hysterical. Um, but maybe low-key, he's like, I wish I could just be wearing this because it's uh, You know what? I'm really intrigued. And I think this was, was this on... I think this was on a Friends episode. It was a Friends episode. I know exactly what episode you're talking about. And Joey was challenged to wear Phoebe's, or a woman's underwear. underwear. Yeah. yeah. And I think he took it from Rachel, if I'm not mistaken. They were roommates at the time. I don't remember. But he, but like, he really enjoyed it. it. And he was like, it cups. It cups the balls <laughs> just really nicely. And so, you know, I am going to ask this, because you don't have any personal experience. I don't have any personal experience on that, like, for any guy that I've ever dated to have worn my underwear or anything like that. But I would be intrigued to know if there's any guys out there that have worn <laughs> women's underwear. So, guys, if, uh, if we have any male listeners um, and you've worn women's underwear, this seems like a really niche market that I'm not sure we're going to reach. <laughs> but if you're out there, DM us <laughs> at One Glass at a Time Podcast. DM us because I really want to know. Like, do you find it more comfortable or is this BS? Like, is it BS that friends set that up? Because... I've heard, like, you have Jesse firsthand telling you that the socks are comfy. Yes. So what, do they not make male socks that are comfy? Or is it because it's fuzzy? I don't know. But do they make fuzzy socks for males? You know, all questions I'm not sure of. The answers. Yeah. Now I'm just contemplating and I'm thinking about this. (laughs) The wheels uh, are turning. Anyway, my random story of that's quarantine uh, marriage for you. Quarantine marriage. So... Quarantine dating for me. So since the last time we recorded, I went on a date um, with a guy off of Tinder. And he seemed pretty cool. We met up to try to go to Santiago's, but it was full. Mm, Love Santiago's. So then we went to Greek Corner. So this whole thing, the way that it was prefaced was that he said, hey, let me take you out. Okay, fine. Cool. So we went You're to, taking me out. Right. Let me take you out. Let's go meet for a drink. Let's, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. case is. So we went to Greek Corner. We had a drink. And I was a little munchy. So I said, hey, do you want to split Saganaki? And he said, sure, let's split Saganaki. Um, did he say split Saganaki? This is all things to be analyzed in a little bit. Um, but we got the food. I started eating it. I offered it to him. We were still drinking, still talking, whatever. 
Did he eat any? No, he ended up not. Well, it's your first red flag. Who doesn't want a hot cheese? All of a sudden, flaming hot cheese. He stopped eating it. I mean, he he never took a bite of it. I'm sorry. And when the check came, he put down cash for his one drink, and did I'm not sorry. pay for my stuff. This blows. And this is my not mind. the first time that this has happened to me. Men, again, if we have any male listeners, because I'm not sure that we do. Maybe one. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, if you are asking a girl out on a date, you gotta pay. But then the question is, if they ask you to hang out or let's go for a drink or let's go get some food, does that equal I'm going to pay? I just, I mean, I'm not living in this current dating world. It's bad. It's bad, girl. Don't do it. Don't ever divorce. I, um, but I feel like it's implied that if you're going, if you're taking a girl out, even if you say, I mean, I think it's weird to just be like, let's hang out unless that's language that people like. I hear it all the time and I'm like, what does that mean? Are you like, I will literally put in my chats. Are you asking me out on a date? And they say yes. Okay. So if you, cause you're probably taking one more step than a lot of girls are yeah, where they're actually clarifying to say, to me, are you taking me out on a date? Right. Because if you say, let's hang out, I'm like, are you asking me to Netflix and chill? Like I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I need you to take me to like a proper date, a proper date. What, what and I don't care. Dating? I don't care if it's coffee. I don't care if it's cocktails, but you should be paying. Like, that's first impression. Right. And we're not talking that it was super expensive. I think my side might have been like... No, come on. Greek Corner is delicious, but it's not a five-star restaurant. Right. I think, like, the Saganaki might have been, like, under $10, and my drink was under $10, so... So that's, like, even worse. If you go somewhere that's, like, affordable, and the guy doesn't even try to pay. Right. Like, are you broke? And that's a problem, then. If you're broke, why did you want to go out with me? Not that they know what I do. I often keep that a secret, which is probably a topic for another another episode. Right, but I right. Do they don't that know that you're a lawyer yeah. on at first glance of your profiles. Because right. I've been approached to be a sugar mama before, and that's again a whole different whole other, story. Whole other. Um, I just so so after so he put his money down and was like, "This is for my drink." Right, he puts his money down and says, this is for my drink. And then he's like, oh, let's go walk outside. Because we were right by Lake Ivanhoe, so he wanted to walk by the lake. And so then I said, that's fine. And so he's like, let's go get another drink. And already in my head, I'm like, I'm not getting another drink. A, I've already been turned off by you. B, I don't know if you're going to pay. So I'm not even going to attempt to get a second drink. Right. And so we go to Lucky Lure, and then he's like, oh, let's get shots. That escalated quickly. We were just eating flaming cheese, and now you want to do shots. It was very weird. It was it was a very weird situation happening. So that was, like, one of my dates. Um, and obviously, it didn't end well. Didn't end well. Uh, I didn't talk to him again. I think he tried. He was, like, originally, like, hey, you know, I'd love to see you again. And I was just, like, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> What's so crazy is that that was a bad dating story. It's a bad date story. But it doesn't compare to the messages I got after on Bumble. So I... From someone else. From someone else. Some completely different. To the point where I feel like I need some feedback. I think... I'm we need, this, do we need crowdsourced feedback? I crowdsourced. But I also feel that I'm not going to give my opinion yet. I'm going to go through the text messages. 
so you can see it from Bumble, the messaging. And then I'll tell you what I think. And then we can post it and see what other people think. Because okay. I, it, it's just so much. It, it was so much. I've never met a person like this before. So, I mean, I've heard a lot of your... I've had some really your, bad ones. I mean, let's be real. Guys, if you're messaging a girl on a dating app, she's sharing it with all of her girlfriends. So, you know, there's been at least five people that have probably... So I will tell you his profile. Okay. So we'll just kind of dissect it. So I'm going to change his name just in case. Yeah. What are we calling him? Luigi. <laughs> okay. Luigi. And he is 26. Okay. Oh, oh, younger. Younger. I, you know, that's an entirely different topic. I have been kind of looking a little bit younger. Okay. Interesting. Um, his underneath his name and his age mortgage loan originator at lending company that sounds like a boring job but okay i actually was a mortgage loan originator in a past life really yeah in, i didn't know that in undergrad after i graduated from uf i did that huh. a little bit i was working like two jobs um his bio says my favorite color is blue or was i just influenced by society to like blue. I don't know if that's a So you a didn't throw. stop there? No. No, because okay. the way that I swipe, and I, I think that I guess I have to explain it. The way that I swipe is because Bumble's a superficial app. Mm, yes. I well, most it. of them are. Yes. I swipe on looks. And then if we match, then sometimes I'll deep dive and see if there's anything in there that I may want to see. Or sometimes if I'm bored, I'll just message them even if there's something there that's a little off. Okay. And if I'm drunk, that also happens as well. Sure. I'm, I'm more likely to message everyone at that point. Sure. So you took you you saw this guy. You were like, he yeah, cute. He's cute. Swiped on him. You guys matched. Matched. Then what? And so I wasn't sure if this was like a hit toward you know like when they had the the sneaker and the dress and they're like what color? Oh you yeah 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 yeah. And so I wasn't sure if that was that. So then he has a picture. So his first picture is a picture of his face, and you've seen him. Yes. I mean, dark features, like he's, whatever. Yeah, looks like a handsome dude. Yeah. Next picture, he's on a kayak. You know, I probably should have zoomed in a little bit because he does have some weird eyes happening here. Like mm, when I zoomed in, to I haven't seen this picture. When this second picture, there's a little bit of weirdness there. Yeah, but like, could that be drunk weirdness? Maybe. It could be. You're right. I have taken yeah. some photos where I look a little weird when I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next thing, the quickest way to my heart is straight, straight through the chest. Hmm. Literal. Like, kill me. Okay. That's sure how I feel about that. But I promise I right. won't judge you if. No if about it. I just don't judge. Okay, whatever. Seems a little serious. My most useless skill is I can make a weird noise with my hands. I don't even know how to explain it. Oh, um, okay. Okay. So, we begin the conversation. This was September 13th. And okay, recent. All right. And this is... I usually just sent a, a GIF. That's usually my introductory. I'm too lazy to actually write out anything <laughs> substantial. So, most of the time when I send something, it's a GIF. It's usually one of two. Either it's Beyonce in a pool saying hi. Okay. Or it's Jennifer Aniston as Rachel Green <laughs> saying hi in Central Park. That's usually my go-to. Unless they're super hot, then the new girl, like Hubba Hubba. Oh, yes. Love that one. That's yes. a great one. And so I sent the Rachel Green. Okay. And then he responded with a Simba, like, 
swirling coffee like movement. I don't know. Like he's swirling. Okay. Oh, okay. And so I just put a Mean Girls gif in return because I really have no idea what he was talking about. Then he sent a weird gif because I stopped responding of like, I don't know, it's like I look in a lollipop. It was awkward. And so my response is like, what's up? <laughs> Can we like have real conversation and now? So or? He, he sent a, a blowy kiss gif. And it just got, it, it was really awkward. So we did that for a couple of days. And then I sent him a message, a written message that says, okay, that's enough. <laughs> and so then his response is, damn, here I thought I could hide my lack of personality with humorous gifts. You sure you want to see past all the smoke and mirrors? I'm so, Okay. Gifts are not an actual conversation. Like, I get it. Cute. Like, a couple back and forth. Like, you were really... Were you planning to hide out... Like, hide behind gifts for this entire exchange? I don't know what was happening here. And so then... And that's not a great pickup line. Oh, my lack of personality. Like, you're not instilling a lot of excitement in me with that. Yeah, and so my response to that was, I said, if you're boring, I'll just ghost. Hey, you're honest. You're like you are setting expectations. And then he was like, "Damn, at least promise me a goodbye gift if you break my heart." And I said, "Perhaps." And then he was silent for a really long time. Okay. And so then I said, "Ma'am, we're not on a great start at this point." <laughs> Wait, you said that? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a direct quote from me. Oh man, we are not on a great start. At this point, I feel like you have checked out of this even being an option. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, it's it's turned into a bit of trolling, um, which does happen. Hey, you know, it's quarantine. We're bored. And Troll so away. His response to me was, I thought I was doing pretty well. My horoscope did tell me to be wary of ghosts today, though. <laughs> so my response... Okay. So my response to that was prophetic. <laughs> That's what I said. And so then I said, I'll start off. And I give him a little introduction. Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm on these dating apps because apparently these are the bars, quote unquote, the bars now. Uh-huh. Um, wanted to see, you know, like your profile, whatever. Um, I like to see what happens in a non-hooking up type of way. Because I didn't want it to be taken as, I want to hang out. Yeah, fair hang enough. Hang out, quote unquote. Fair enough. Okay, so his response, and this is where we're about to reach the end. I'll respond properly. Nice to meet you. I'm Luigi. <laughs> I swiped right on your profile because the energy of the world willed it. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm glad you've reached out to me to see if we could be friends. In a non-hookup way. But I must express that although I do not hook up, lies, I enjoy <laughs> physical contact. Wait, was that the end of his message? Thanks for reaching out. Oh, oh. So then my response. Wait, wait. <laughs> but I enjoy physical touch? Yeah. Okay. But I felt like if I addressed the physical contact part... I wasn't sure what I was going to get. So I kind of like bypassed it. And I said, well, that's weird. Um, 
what do you wait do? you said well that's weird yeah i was like <laughs> you have a weird type of thing happening you were so over it by this point and so i said <laughs> why you kept talking to him i said I what don't do know. you do for work i always okay. ask that because most people lie i believe all people are lying basically at this point so this is where it took a turn and i feel like i should submit this to our favorite podcast you probably should yeah yeah um this is his response. I work for a generic mortgage company as a mortgage loan originator. I love how he's like a generic mortgage company. Like he doesn't actually want to tell you where he works. <laughs> also like, are you lying then? Like, well, whatever. I guess you could. Anyway, we can we can lying. tear that apart in another episode. <laughs> and then he continues, but that's just my day job. At night, okay. I become much more a spirit, a friend, a passionate lover. I listen to the world, and in return, it speaks through me. Have you ever allowed the world to speak to you? I paused when I received that message um, because I thought it was a joke. But then I thought about it more, and I was concerned that I might have stumbled across a serial killer. <laughs> so I reached out to one of my favorite trollers, and uh, showed her the message and said, what should I say in response? And so she gave me this following response. Are you sure it's the world speaking to you and not just the voices in your head? <laughs> and he responded. His response was, I don't hear voices. I feel energies. Dogs, cats, trees, and even the wind. They all speak without saying a word. Think of the same way a pet shows you their love without you speaking a common tongue. We all speak a universal language that humans are slowly strained from. This is like the type of guy that would... that Like, I see what you're saying about serial killer, right? Because he'd be like... No, she was like sending me an energy that like she wanted me. Right? Yeah, I agree. I 200% agree. Like, no, that does not equal consent or yeah. that I'm asking to be murdered As because I, know, I feel did you ever like watch the consent video. There's like a whole like animated video that talks about consent. It's really funny. I'm not <laughs> it's like a basic like how you can tell if a woman consents. <laughs> but nevertheless, I agree with you. I was really stunned by this. I never responded back to this. I kept it here. I really did have the same reaction that your husband did when I told him about this. Yeah. Where he started talking about the wind and stuff. I was like, dude, he's Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Like, I felt like I was hearing the colors of the wind, like, playing <laughs> in the background in my head. Um, is he a serial killer is a big question on my mind. Here's the thing. Or I, was I, he just fucking with me? Maybe someone had his phone and he was messing with you. Um, maybe he's a serial killer. Um, or maybe he is someone that, you know, reads auras and what, a, a spiritualist? Maybe. Um, but I feel like you don't, like, that came on real strong. Yeah, I don't with that vibe. That yeah, that's not how that. you, like, present that. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, you, part of me wants you to explore it more because I'm really curious, but the other part of me doesn't want you to get murdered. So right, um, you. <laughs> yeah, it would be we'd be two episodes and done. Um, and it lived in infamy. So would love to hear from other, you know, maybe we'll post some of these screenshots uh, so you can read it and analyze for yourself and maybe uh, give us your input as to what you think happened there. And um, is he a serial killer or no? Ooh, maybe that can be a new game that we can play. <laughs> serial killer or not? <laughs> serial killer or not. Um, and, and if you have something similar, has anyone run into Luigi already? Yeah, yeah. Have, maybe you know who we're messages. talking about. We did change his name, but like, if you know, you know, and maybe you've come across him. Yeah. On Bumble. Yeah. Who's Bumble, right? Not Tinder. It was Bumble. Bumble. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bumble. Why are you out here letting these weirdos in, man? Like, who talks about this kind of stuff with someone that they just met? I really don't get it. And, I mean, I have a couple other guys that I've been talking to, but, again, nothing substantial, nothing that, like, I've gone out on a date on, so. More to come on the dating front, then. More we'll, to come. We'll do weekly-ish updates. Um, I say ish because, you know, I don't expect you to be having, you know. I will put in the work. All these all these dates. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to need you to. Like, yeah, get out there. But, anyway, um, switching gears a little bit. I think it would be cool to let people know because, you know, assuming our listenership grows beyond the 26 listeners that we currently have, um, our friendship and how we, I mean, maybe just got here today. You know, like, how did we get to this point where we're now recording a podcast together? It's true. It's a long story, but we'll try and cut it down for you. <laughs> well, we, well, we met. Through a mutual friend. We did. And we you know who both, you are. We were both uh, thrown together. Yeah. Um, for a bridal party. Ooh, you know what? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Your first impression of me. When we first met. So, when we met. How long ago was it? No, I would have met you before that. I didn't meet you for the first time as a bridesmaid. I met you before that. Yeah, but, well, you might have met me briefly, but, like, we didn't really meet until we were, like, bridesmaids. Okay. And it had to have been 2013? 2012? Really? I was that young? 2012. Oh, dang. I was in my I'm prime. pretty sure 2012 was when she got married. She didn't get married in 2013. Mm, you might be right. So 2012. <laughs> and I first met you. How old was I? 2012. We are in 2020. Mm-hmm. I was 22. Eight, I was a young eight chicken. Years ago? I was in my 20s. Yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. Um, I'm pretty sure, and I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure I had the same reaction that I had when I first met our mutual friend, which was, I thought you were pretty, which likely meant you were going to be a bitch. <laughs> I always feel like that when I meet pretty people. And this is why it's hard to make friends as an adult. <laughs> I, 200%, I thought you were gorgeous. And I was like, I don't know if we're going to get along. <laughs> I think that I was like intimidated by you. Like, I wanted to be your friend, but I was like, I don't know if she's going to like me. Like, I was very... <laughs> that <laughs> makes me so sad. <laughs> I was like, I 
really want to be her friend, but, like, I need to play it cool and, like, not come on too strong because, like, I feel like she might not like me if I do that. <laughs> hey, and you know what? Maybe that's the case. Like, I do, like, if people are too eager with me, I am turned off. I know. I'm super turned off. I have seen that. it. <laughs> I've seen it happen. <laughs> so, I, I definitely do remember, like, we talked, whatever, but we weren't, like, immediately like, bonded. Blue. And yeah. wanting to hang out with each other. But I remember, I think, and yours may be different than mine. Okay. I feel like our bonding moment. I have a specific moment in my mind. I have a specific moment in mind as well. Okay. Where I feel like our relationship turned. Okay. Uh, should we I say knew, it like on the count of three? <laughs> I knew <laughs> See, we that thing. we were going to be best friends forever. <laughs> And, okay, we'll do it at the count of three as to the event. Okay. Not necessarily the details. If okay. it's the same event... Then we can go into the details. Then we can go into the details. Okay. So if it's not, I guess we're each going to have to tell our own version of it. So, yeah. at the count of three... Okay. One, two, three. Bachelorette. Bachelorette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hands down. Okay, Hands so down. we really did. <laughs> so our bonding moment was in 2012. That's what cemented our friendship. Yep, that's what that's where it all started. Because by the time the wedding came around, we were thick as thieves. We really were. We were. Yeah. So established in 2012. Got me and Alicia established in 2012. Um, so on the cruise, and, and I'll give it from your perspective. <gasps> for you can tell from your perspective. I'll okay. <laughs> So, we did not bunk together on the cruise. No, we didn't. I was bunking with the only other person that I knew prior to, like, I knew her from. Gotcha. Uh, from us all working together. But besides her and, like, you, I really didn't know anyone else on the trip that well. Okay. And I remember, I bunked with my cradle to grave best friend. Um, <laughs> cradle to grave. I love it. And. She is also listening, so you know who you are. Um, she's you one of all, our 26. You all know who you are. It's our entire listener. Our entire listenership. Everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. But on the cruise, we let go of some of our inhibitions. Mm-hmm. Some more than others. Mm. And I recall that you met a young gentleman who was very into you. Maybe a little too young. And... Uh, <laughs> We were all playing a game. What was it called on the cruise? That's That was the night. We were playing a game. Okay. And we, him and his friends joined our team so that we could win. Uh, yes, that's right. It was like a... Some cruise game, but apparently yep. they play it on, on all of the Royal Caribbean cruises. Yeah. Like a big game. Yep, it's like a known thing. Yeah, and so we did some pretty risque things on that game. Mm-hmm. And I think your guy in question dressed in drag, if I'm not mistaken. He did. He sure did. Yep. Like, we had to pull off bras. Yeah, 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 yeah. He put on some of our undergarments. Like, we came prepared. I remember when we came to to play the game. Was it Quest? Quest. It's called Quest. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Way to have a good memory. So, we were playing Quest, and we had come prepared. Like, I think that we had packed bras underwear scrunchies heels we packed it all in the bag because someone knew someone told us like what the deal was yeah and so we came prepared so 
you I think that was when we first met him. I think we met him like for drinks earlier in the day and then I don't we invited them how I met and him. saw them. We were pretty drunk the entire time. Yeah. Um we then saw them at the game, they joined our team, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I remember we all kind of dispersed. I was walking around the cruise, like looking at different things, mm-hmm. getting drinks, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, feeling great because it was a cruise. Man, I miss cruises. I really do. Are they operational right now? No. <sighs> well, that's that. Um, and then I remember coming down, and I think I was going to go get either a slice of pizza <laughs> or a soft serve ice cream. The soft serve ice creams are royal or unmatched. And I remember coming downstairs, and I see you in the pool. Mm-hmm. And I look over, and you were giggling. And then you were making out with this kid. I say kid because I don't think you actually remembered how you didn't find out how old he was until later. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I won't. I won't spoil that for me. You can. You can take over on your perspective yeah. on that. Yeah. But I remember walking by, and I'm giggling. I think I'm like leaning over to our other friend. I was like, look at this. Look at this chick. <laughs> No, I wasn't. It wasn't just me and him in the pool. No, there was other, I got somebody else. Too. There were two other people in the pool yes, with us. Two other people in the pool. Yes, one and was another uh, person from the bridal party with an, and I don't remember if it was his friend or just a a person that she. I can't met. tell you because I have no idea. I don't remember. I have no recollection. I don't remember. I only remember you. No, you know what? They couldn't have been friends. Couldn't have happened. But we somehow paired off together. I don't remember. Well, nevertheless, I get my snack, whatever it was. I, I get something, and I'm coming back, and I'm walking past you again, and, like, you were making out the first time as I walked by, and then when I came back, you were still making out, and then at one point, I remember you looked at me, mm-hmm. and we weren't very in tune at that point yet. I mean, like, no. it was our bonding moment. Not like now. When I get looked from you now, I know you exactly know. what you're thinking. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly if it calls for wine, it always calls for wine. Um, <laughs> if I need to put on a certain show, I know all of that. And I couldn't read you, but if you were looking at me and you gave me this look and I said, have a good night. And I giggled and I remember walking away. I was trying to communicate, like, save me was what I was trying to communicate. I might have even been like, hey, I think I tried to get you guys to stay. I think I tried to get you to, like, stay in the area with me because I was starting to get uncomfortable because the other girl that was there was, like, definitely going to go back to the room with this guy. And I was, like, oh, I don't want to do that. you that you wanted to get late? Yeah, I wasn't sure because flashing back to this time in my life, at the time I was kind of dating a guy but, like, not exclusively. And, like, I was, like, feeling guilty about that but, like, I shouldn't have, you know? It's a cruise. It's a cruise. Also, like, I wasn't dating that guy exclusively. Like, we had gone on a couple dates, and, ooh, he's a great story for another time. Um, But it was, like, still kind of in the back of my mind. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not this person, you know? Awkward. Um, So turning it around to my perspective, we'll pick up right there when you left me. I didn't know. We weren't in tune yet. Um, I did somehow end up now mind you we had jumped in the pool and I want to say I was wearing his shirt like I don't think the dress that I was wearing I had a bra on underneath so I was like I can't like just get in the pool in my underwear like I needed his shirt 
because otherwise it would have been fair game. And I was like, I don't know you like that. But I'll put your shirt on, you know, totally fine. Um, so, by the way, remind me not to tell my husband about this episode. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard this story. But it's before you got married. I've heard, I've heard way worse from him, let's be honest. Anyway, I end up going back to his room. And I remember being, like, sitting on the bed. And, like, we were making out. And then I was like. But wasn't you a good kisser? I don't even remember. Oh man, that that sucks. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he was fine. Was he I don't fine remember. Though? I don't. I honestly don't. And I was like, I started to get weird vibes. Maybe I was like starting to sober up and like really got a good look at him, and I was like, oh, you look young. Um, he was cute. He was, cute. He was very, very cute. good looking. Um, but I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm gonna need to see your ID. I don't know what made me ask or what made me... You said it like that? Yeah. I was like, I don't... Like, how old are you? I need to see... And he was like 17. And I was like... And being like, oh yeah, this is not gonna happen. And he was like, wait, really? And I'm like, yeah, really. You're in high this is not happening. And I left and went back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been illegal. Wouldn't have been illegal? No, it. Mm. Uh, you're the lawyer. You tell me. I he know. was 17. I was 22. If roles were reversed. Technically, I'm a little rusty now. Technically, wouldn't that be statutory? It could have been statutory. Yeah, I wasn't getting myself mixed up with that. <laughs> That's so crazy. Could you imagine? Did I run into you after you left his room? I don't remember anything after leaving his room. I remember something about like Ron Burgundy. Like, <gasps> no, was that a different the bride. I think it was a different night, and the bride had like a Ron Burgundy cutout that she stole from like somewhere, and she was like and running we were around running the cruise up ship. And down the ship. Yeah, yeah. And we thought that we were gonna get in trouble, which then led to the story of us trying to leave to get off the ship, and we couldn't find our sister who had hooked up with his friend or someone. Friend. It, was ca- it was it was the captain's friend. Yeah. We literally were calling like I don't know the, the cruise captain? the help desk. I don't know. <laughs> We were like, we can't find her friend. She's she she's with a friend of the captain. It was a weird story. It was weird. It was weird, man. But I anyway, like that was a big bonding moment for us. It was a big bonding moment for us, and then after that, we were bonded for life. And I think we started hanging out a bit more. We we did because we started um, like help, we planned a lot of stuff together for like the bridal shower and right. and things like that. I don't remember if that was before or after the bachelorette, to be honest, but. I don't um, but yeah, I think like that's movie wine night. Yeah, like yeah, and hanging out by your pool and and things like that. Um, but yeah, that that cemented our friendship, and uh, here we are eight years later. So eight years, which is insane. We I have think, to do something when we turn ten. Oh, we are. That's a. That's just we're That'll not be another thing. Yes. Um. Anyway, I think it's you know. I'm going to say something. You might be like the last 
not the last friend that I made as an adult, but <laughs> like I haven't made too many other like adult friends. If well, you I think mean, about like our our friends circle group, like just somebody that you meet at work, like a coworker is different right. than a friendship. Like, I have my best friend that, like, has been with me since... Your cradle to grave friend? Yeah, my cradle to grave. And I have you, and I have, you know, our other girls that you know are, are part of my circle. But beyond that, I was like, man, I really, like, I don't have an interest in making additional friends. <laughs> I'm a little I val- social like that. I, well, I value my... The friendships that I have, and, like, I want to be able to give like lots of time and attention to the relationships that I have and and keep them as healthy as they are so I'm like if I add any more to my plate that's like too much you know um but I had you know making friends as it as an adult just doesn't come as easy especially now like in our 30s I feel like it's more difficult I agree with you yeah it's um I did it. I did it one time. and But here's the thing is I was so proud. I was like, I made a friend. And then like I really haven't kept in contact with her. So she's not really a friend. But I like made a random connection at a yoga class. And like that was a cool thing. But I think the reason her and I haven't like kept in touch is because like COVID happened. It was like a couple weeks before COVID. This random girl came and sat down next to me at yoga. And we started chatting. She had just moved to the area. And like I love new people to the area and being able to like tell them all of our favorite spots and that jazz. So that's how we got a, got start too much wine. Oh my God, you're funny. Um, <laughs> that's how we started talking. And then after that, we've, we've maybe texted like a couple of times, but and that was it. That was it. It, it. I mean, I think that you meet a lot of acquaintances. You make yes. a lot of acquaintances. You can meet a lot of acquaintances via social media, when you're out, at the store, like, when we were at Santiago's a couple of weekends ago, and you were like, tell the girl that her, um, oh, that her Fruit Loop was hanging out, that her out. Fruit Loop was hanging out, and I was like, no, I don't want to, because then what if she thinks I'm, we want to be friends, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to be, and I was but like, no, I but did. I was like, girl code, like, I would want someone to tell me if my, and like, so I still did it, and she was very nice, yes. I and mean, it could have been an opportunity for something, for it to grow more, but, like, I did run across, there's something that says here, it says, like, the New York Times said that people tend to interact with fewer people as they get older, Mm. that that's just the way that it is. They tend to develop closer relationships with the friends they already have instead of branching out. Um, And they they ask themselves, why does it get harder to meet people? And it gets harder to meet the three conditions sociologists discovered are key in making new lifelong friends, Mm. which is proximity, repeated unplanned interactions and a setting that encourages people to let their guard down and confide in each other these are all things that happen to us proximity because we had we were pushed together Mm -hmm. for a specific event it's true repeated unplanned interactions i mean these were technically planned events but we had to come together multiple times and as a result of this event happening the wedding happening we were going to the same house all the time, not necessarily planned on the same date, but we would see each other there. Mm -hmm. And then a setting that encourages people to let their guard down and confide weddings, bridal showers, alcohol, (laughs) but I feel like the, when you have a wedding that you're involved with, and I think I felt the same way, even about your wedding, like 
your cradle to grave friend, like I absolutely love her. Mm -hmm. And I think that we got closer as a result of me being a part of your wedding. Definitely. So I think that that's what it was. That's proximity, unplanned interactions, and settings that encourages people to confide. Mm. Because if you're around other good people and you know that you, that person trusted this five, four, three people to be a part of their wedding, they have to be good people. There has to be something about them that would make them want to bring that group of personalities together. Yeah. And so I feel like that instills a bit more confidence in in an adult who's like, I'm meeting this person for the first time. But if so-and-so likes her and I haven't met them, there's got to be something about them. And I feel like that's what happened with us. Um, In in looking at this article, I think that that's that's very realistic. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. That makes sense. And... I feel like I sometimes have to catch myself because I'll be in situations where like I I don't know like I intentionally take a little bit of time to like warm up to people I'm not always like right off the bat unless I've already had a couple drinks um it sometimes takes me time now to like let people in like do I want to let you into my circle I don't know I I think that I think that we're both good in interacting with people that we may not know like I'm not saying I'm a wallflower at an event no I will go out and I will talk to people but it's very superficial it doesn't mean that I want to be friends with you so I think there's a difference at that as well because if especially in your field in your profession you naturally have to interact with all kinds of people yeah I mean a big part of my job is relationships and there's definitely a fair share of relationships that I've built through business that have become personal friendships. Um, But then there's those that you build and are strictly work relationships and um, just because they might not be your people. And I think that's okay. Like you have to know, you should know yourself and the people that are going to really mesh well with your tribe and like I want because I want to make friends that I know I can introduce you to and be like oh my gosh you're gonna love them right because I don't want to have friends and we've had that conversation yeah I don't want to have friends that you don't like and you've had a couple times where you're like oh you know I met so-and-so's girlfriend or I met so-and-so's wife and I'm like oh how are they you're like oh you wouldn't like her yeah (laughs) and it's not of like we're never gonna cross paths more than likely at some point we would cross paths but it's not gonna be like I'm gonna go out of my way to try to become friends with you it it doesn't mean as much as opposed to like if I introduce somebody to you it's because I feel like the personalities would match and I want it to be cohesive yeah I don't think there's been one person that like you've introduced me to that I'm like oh my god I can't stand them ugh like exactly. I love most of the friends that you've introduced me to to the point where I'm like I like I want to be more friends with them. Like I want to be around them more. Like I love those relationships, but it's just interesting as you start to get older and start to analyze those relationships uh, that you have and you know maybe encounters that you have when you're out and making new friends, but also like knowing when to say goodbye to a friendship. I think that's very important as well. I think that, you know, unfortunately, I did have that happen to me. Um, I've had that happen in in a lot of different aspects. I've had that happen not because you're not necessarily saying goodbye because it's toxic, but almost like, I hate to call it a demotion, but it's where you kind of have those 
friends that you know, like you said, your tribe, your closest of the closest. Like you would drop anything to do anything for them. If they're sick, you'll hop on a plane. Mm -hmm. If something's going on, you're there. It doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the morning, you're there. And then sometimes you have friendships that over time, different priorities come into play. Different situations happen and you just don't have that many things in common and they slowly won't be, it's not like they're not your friends. They're just not as high up on the circle, the main circle. Sure. I feel like you have that inner circle, which is surrounded by another circle of friends that you do have. Yeah. And I've had a couple of friends that that's happened to. I've also had a lot of bad friendship breakups. Um, Same. Which we can, we will delve into. Yeah. Um, about how that ended. And the, the teaser on that is, as most of you know, ended up with me getting fired. Yeah, that's a bad friendship breakup right there. Yeah. Way worse than ones that I've had. But it is, it's always tough when those situations arise. But I feel like we could have a whole whole episode about friendship and any breakups and all of that I, I think we leave more on a positive note. yes let's this, leave more on a positive this <laughs> is our love story <laughs> yes we are very love much story. in love uh eight years strong eight years strong <laughs> longer than my marriage <laughs> eight years strong um and we continue to have that bond and i can i hope that we will be in our lives in each other's lives forever oh it is it would you're not getting rid of me so I'm not getting rid of you, so. I mean, this, even this if is I it. move, because I want to move, it. and you won't allow that, but we'll, we'll continue talking about It's that. not that I won't allow it. I just, like, it's not what's best for me, so. <laughs> and we will do what's best for our relationship. <laughs> so, um... If you've made it this far, thanks for tuning in. For the second episode. For the second episode. We will be diving into some more hard-hitting topics, I think, on the next few. I think we just wanted to um, take some time to better introduce ourselves and give you a little bit more of a look into you know, where we're coming from and our friendship and uh, how we're going to be tackling things in the future. And really, we just kind of want to end because we need to finish Coyote Ugly and the Emmys have started already. Oh, they have? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That went by so fast. Okay, well, bye, guys. We'll give you our, our review on the Emmys on our next episode. But also episode. follow us. Follow oh, yeah. Us. Follow us at One Glass at a Time uh, podcast on Instagram. Um, and the link's already in there. In, on the our link profiles. is already in there. My personal profile is at Alicia Perez 8. And I'm at Downton underscore Gabby. And, you know, if you happen to be listening on a platform that lets you review us, I mean, I guess review us, but only if you liked it. So with that said, (laughs) thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.